Hey everybody, welcome to the Case Chris Show. I'm your host, Chris Pipes, and tonight we are on case number 34. Tonight we go back to the year of 1962 to the state of California, where we discuss the famous Alcatraz prison escape. So before we get started, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to this episode. Um, I'm very excited to present this case because out of all the cases that I've talked about so far, this is the first time I can say that I've actually been to the crime scene. Uh, Yes, I went out and took the Alcatraz tour and it was really awesome. I would encourage anyone uh, to go out and visit, especially if you're into true crime or, you know, just love history. Um, The scenery from the island is amazing, and the day that I went, it was really pretty. You could see the Golden Gate Bridge, Um, and as I stood there just taking it all in, uh, watching everybody take selfies, I just wondered what the inmates thought when they would look out and see this beautiful view. So on that note, let's open tonight's case. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Alcatraz. In 1847, the military governor of California purchased Alcatraz Island from Mexico. In 1853, the U.S. starts building Alcatraz as it was first used as a fort. During the Civil War period, soldiers that were convicted of murder, rape, treason, and other serious crimes were imprisoned at Alcatraz. Then in 1934, Alcatraz was transferred from the War Department to the Department of Justice as a federal penitentiary. It was nicknamed The Rock. In 1963, U.S. Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy orders Alcatraz to be closed. In 1969, Native Americans held Alcatraz for 18 months in protest of Native American oppression. And then in the fall of 1973, The prison is open to the public, where it is estimated over 1 million people a year tour Alcatraz. Out of all the prisoners of Alcatraz, which was a little over 1,500, only a few were actually notorious. Of course, the most famous prisoner was Scarface himself, Mr. Al Capone. A lot of his time on Alcatraz was spent in a hospital isolation cell. Other famous inmates included Machine Gun Kelly and Robert Stroud, known as the Birdman of Alcatraz. Most inmates stayed at Alcatraz for an average of 8 to 10 years and no one was ever executed, but there were 5 suicides and 8 people murdered. Alright, so here I want to talk about some of the other escape attempts from the prison, which there were a total of 14 breakout attempts by 36 inmates. 23 were captured, 2 drowned, and 6 were shot and killed. One of the more violent escape attempts took place in May of 1946, which is called the Battle of Alcatraz. This would leave 14 guards and one inmate injured, 
and three inmates and two correction officers dead. But the one I want to mention here um, happened in July 31st, 1945 by an inmate named John Gills. Gills worked on the loading dock where he unloaded army laundry that was sent to the island to be cleaned. Over the years, Gills slowly stole pieces of an army outfit until he had a complete uniform. Once he had a complete uniform, he put it on and walked right onto an army launch boat pretending to be a military officer. Well, right away, uh, other officers on board noticed Gills' uniform didn't quite look right, and after all those years of planning, he was apprehended and taken back to the prison. But I do have to give him an A for effort on that one. All right, so let's talk about the great escape from Alcatraz. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I like to just give the gist of the case. And if you can, please check out my Facebook page where I share articles on the case and things that I use to research. Of course, there's tons of information on the internet about Alcatraz. Um, I even went, went back and watched the old movie with Clint Eastwood, which I think that's probably how I first learned about Alcatraz was watching that movie. So... Uh, Check it out if you can. But let's go ahead and talk about the guys that actually did the escape. So we have Frank Morris, the Anglin brothers, John and Clarence, and Alan West. Frank Morris was the leader of the group and considered to have been one of the more intelligent prisoners out Alcatraz. Morris was serving time as a career criminal for crimes such as possession of drugs and armed robbery. The Anglin brothers were serving time for bank robbery and were sent to Alcatraz after several attempts to escape other prisons. West was serving time for car theft and also had tried to escape other prisons as well. You see, Alcatraz was seen as impossible to escape. You had very high walls with guards that were armed and 1.2 miles of water that was cold, had strong currents and sharks to deal with before you could get to land. So what's the plan? So Wes first approaches Morris with an idea for an escape. The plan starts with a ventilator cover over cell block B on the roof that wasn't covered with concrete. This would give access to the roof from the inside if they could just get to it. Now West was working with the prison maintenance crew and that gave him access to a layout of the entire prison. This would also give him valuable information on prison weakness as well. So all four prisoners asked to be transferred to cells near each other on cell block B in order to work on their plan to getting to that vent cover. But how would they get there? So one of the things the inmates had in their favor was the condition of Alcatraz, which it was not in great shape. So what the inmates did is they started to dig through the air vents in the back of their cells. They used um, several items to chip away, including stolen blades, spoons, and even a drill made from a vacuum cleaner. This would take a lot of time and patience. They would use the accordion Morris played to cover the noise of the digging as they worked at night. They would hide their work in the day with a cardboard that they painted the same color as the wall, which I think was really genius. 
Um, once behind the air vents, they had access to an unguarded utility tunnel behind the cells. So imagine having the will to escape so bad that you would sit there every night knowing that if you got caught, the, the consequences were going to be tough, chipping away at the wall with just a spoon. So one of the things that made escaping Alcatraz so hard was the water surrounding the prison, which we talked about earlier. But these guys had a plan for that as well. Over a period of time, they stole and collected over 50 raincoats from the prison and made their own inflatable raft using glue that they also stole from the glove shop. But how could they work on this at night without being caught? Well, this is my favorite part of their plan, as these guys also made fake dummy heads to put in their beds. The heads were made of several items such as soap, cotton sheets, and my favorite part, they actually had real hair that they stole from the prison barbershop. They painted them and tucked them under the sheets so it looked like they were sound asleep in their cells. Again, pretty creative. So now it's go time, but before we go over that, let's go over the plan together one more time. Let's pretend that we're inmates at Alcatraz and someone comes up to us and says, hey, I have a plan for us to escape. And we say, well, what's your plan? Well, first we're gonna use spoons to chip away at the walls and crawl through the air vents in the back of our cell. Then we're gonna steal a bunch of raincoats to make us a raft and then we're going to create fake heads to put in our beds to give us time to escape and we'll work at night while you play your accordion so it sounds crazy but just think how many things had to fall into place you know for this plan to work so on the night of june 11th 1962 they put their plan into action and the men crawled through the vents except for west who got stuck and he got left behind uh, the other inmates then climbed up the ventilation shaft onto the roof of the prison. So right here, um, I sure would like to have known what these guys were thinking, uh, the adrenaline at this point, because just think all that work and all that planning and you actually make it uh, to the roof of the prison just like you planned. Uh, from there, the inmates went down 50 feet of piping to the ground uh, near the shower area. They then had to go over several barbed wire fences, all while carrying their raft and trying not to be seen by prison guards. And then from there, I'm sure they made their way down to the water, inflated their raft, and headed for freedom into the night, leaving the rock behind and never to be seen again. So after the escape, a huge manhunt followed, but no luck in finding any of the bodies of the inmates. The Coast Guard did find items such as one of the paddles that they used and pieces of raincoat material that washed up on Angel Island. The FBI closed their investigation on the escape in 1979 and it was turned over to the U.S. Marshal. Years later, stories of the Angling Brothers being alive would surface but nothing really came of that story. So I want to just talk about this. When I was at um, Alcatraz taking the tour, 
I heard a guy and a girl behind me having a little debate. And so I was listening. The girl was saying that, in her opinion, these inmates did... It was a successful escape because she said they made it off the island and into the water. And so, therefore, it was a successful escape. The guy was saying that, no, it's only a successful escape if you make it across the water uh, alive because the water is part of what guards the prison. So I found that pretty interesting. So what I would like to know is what do you think? Do you think it was a successful escape? Do you think the guys drowned? There's been all kinds of tests and studies done, you know, about the currents and could someone swim it? But at the end of the day, those three guys got into that water at night with a homemade raft made of raincoats and never to be seen again. So, guys, that's all I have on Case 34. I hope you found it as interesting as I did. Um, If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, there is a question that I ask. I would love to hear your feedback. Um, You can also visit my Facebook page, The Case Chris Show. And I'd love to hear what you think about this case. All right, guys, I appreciate it. And I will catch you on the next case. Thank you for listening to The Case Chris Show with your host, Chris Pipes, executive producer, Martha Z. And check us out on Facebook. Like and subscribe. Thank you.